1: Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online.
2: Hello and welcome to the second edition of Blakey's Bootroom podcast from Wales Online, second of the season and after Cardiff City taste their first defeat of the season. In the Carabao Cup it might have been, but I'm here, Dominic Booth, with Nathan Blake and podcast debutant Ian Mitchell Moore to chew through all the big issues for the Bluebirds right now. Welcome to you both.
0: Good afternoon, Dominic. Welcome, Ian.
1: In. Welcome on. Thanks very much, gents. Good to be here. It's been a, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it, mate? It's his debut. Absolutely, well, it's uh, probably the best time to come in and join. Uh, everything's on the up, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. Well, I was on the up until we found out you were on
2: the podcast, mate, and then Cardiff lost like, last <laughs> night. No.
1: Cheers, Dominic. Always <laughs> <is> a pleasure. <laughs>
2: On to um, to review two very different games, then, chaps. Um, first of all, Blakey, the two one win over Wolves at Molineux, two uh, one scoreline that I believe you might have predicted in last week's podcast.
0: I did, in fairness, say three two or two one. Uh, Give you the benefit of the doubt, but I did predict the uh, the score and the, the pattern of the the game. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, um, and, and as predicted, it was a, you know a physical, feisty one, and Cardiff mm-hmm. came out. Um, on top, no surprise, is it?
0: No, not for me. I just felt that there was a, a lot of hype around Wolverhampton, and, you know, deservedly so. Good team, very good team. Made some massive signings. But um, if I was scouting for Wolves and I had watched Cardiff, I would have gone back and basically said, you know, this team is, is a very strong, powerful, skillful. it's got a bit of everything in it. So... Do not, whatever you do, do not underestimate them. You're going to have to come out of the traps early. You're going to have to stamp a mag on them. And you're almost like, like a wrestler. If you've got your foot on him, just keep him down. You know, they're going to have periods in the game, but you got to start the best and you've got to finish the best no matter what. And uh, I just felt that they were going to take Cardiff for granted a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, and that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. And then Cardiff started very well, started the better, had the better chances, um, got through the game. And I said they'd finish stronger. And they did. They finished stronger and better. And uh, yeah, no surprises for me on the result.
2: There was a lot of talk, wasn't there, um, about the physicality of the game. Some complaints from, from a lot of Wolves pundits actually after the game, eating. Were they? Um, were they? Rolling? They were really, really <laughs> were unhappy, were enough, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's surprising from Wolves
0: because you know they they you know no I mean there was a lot of they'll mix it you know as a club as a they, uh, as a set of fans uh, you well know. no complaints about
2: about the atmosphere and about you know the atmosphere this, sounded the, fantastic. the occasion was was fantastic but mm. is that a likely complaint we're going to hear
1: this season about Cardiff's midfield Ian do you think well straight away one of the main thing was it was a typical Neil Warnock performance now whatever however you interpret that it's effective you know. A lot of people are saying he plays long ball or slightly ugly tactics. It doesn't matter. You know, he, he got the result he wanted. You know, they were the two teams that were 100 percent, along with Ipswich as well. So something had to give. Um, and I'm sure Wolves fans would have been over the moon if they'd have done the exact same and come away with a win and still been 100 percent. So, you know, we saw Nuno Espirito Santo after the game. He had a few gripes with Warnock as well, didn't yeah. he? So,
2: yeah. really unhappy about a challenge from um, Loic Damore, I think just before half time. There's a apparent a apparent elbow in there, but you know,
0: a, it, it happens, Dom. You know, you don't like it when it's done to you or one of your players, but it's part and parcel of the game. I'm afraid you're going to get strong tackles, you're going to get the odd broken leg, you're going to get the odd cheekbone getting depressed. You're going to get all sorts of injuries in football. You know, really, does a player go in intentionally to hurt his opponent? But, you know. A, 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 an atmosphere of that magnitude a game of that magnitude two teams at the top going at it it's like it's like a championship battle you, you, you're going for it so, so that's everyone's going to be, like that, isn't it? Everyone's yeah, gonna be at it the fans are going to be at it at each other the players are going to be at it at each other the managers are going to be at it the benches are going to be at it so you know don't be moaning uh, and griping over strong tackles and because as a, as a player you know you know first and foremost it's, it's really football goes out the window it's the physical battle I've got to win over my opponent first and foremost after that the game will settle down but he has to know that he's not going to be able to just come through me and I'm just going to lay on, on the floor rolling around and taking it if he comes through me I'm going to get up and I'm going to go through him and so on and so forth you've seen a sending off if you watch Spanish football the other night Real Madrid um, oh, um, Sergio
2: Ramos was it
0: yeah but what happened really? was the obviously lad. On team but up yeah, it. but the, what happened was it was so easy to call because the lad had uh, charged into the back of him, right? Physical challenge. He got up within a minute. He'd done the exact same to the lad and then like remonstrated the lad to get up and start giving it the shoulders if he couldn't handle her, and then obviously gets himself sent off later on. But it was so it was so obvious if you've played the game, you knew he was going to retaliate on that.
2: Yeah, but I think the point you made before was that. Cardiff won the physical battles in each area. Yes. And, yes. But they also just, they won the footballing battles yeah, in each area. Yeah. You know, Joe Rowles had his best game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to come on to him really um, after what we, what we chatted about last week. Mm. Paul Abandonato, not here to defend himself this week. Mm. Um, but Rowles is often seen as a sort of lower class citizen of that midfield, perhaps. Mm. Um, got his goalie in,
1: um, an 8 out of 10 performance for me. Is he is he such an un, is he an unsung hero for this team? I, I I agree. I mean, it was one of his best performances for some time, really. You know the fans seem to relish the fact they got his goal as well was a great bonus. And um, obviously, we saw Demol come in in the summer. Uh, he was an unknown player when he arrived, and people have been impressed with him. Of course, we all know about Aaron Gunnison as well, um, and obviously Neil Warnock has mentioned he's looked at strengthening there. But he's he's got a real gem in Joe Rawls, you know, academy graduate as well. Do you think it's the balance that's suiting suiting him better now with the in there as well. Possibly, yeah. I mean, you know, Joe uh, Rolls come through
2: our academy. Is he, he's been the. Uh, I mean, he was signed as a yeah, was 16 or seventeen year old, yeah, very he, very young player. Yeah, but
0: yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't come all the way through. The, he was nurtured. Did he band? join join the yeah. academy late in his yeah, younger yeah, yeah, days? Yeah, I think. Very late, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like a seven year old up through. Yeah, no, no, no. He's oh, a cockney yeah. lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I was say he was signed though, yeah. Yeah,
1: and no, like I say, I think a few people have been a bit surprised by Loic Moore as well. So I mean. Not it's Nathan Blake. I remember <laughs> sitting on this podcast a few weeks ago and and he said Blake he you know
2: Damore isn't gonna be a fringe player, he wasn't signed to, you know, supplement the squad. Mm. It's been proven correct, he was a bundle of energy again against Wolves. Yeah.
0: Well he he covers the ground. He covers a lot of ground. I mean, uh, you know, if you watch I obviously I hadn't seen him play with Mo Mars, but I watched him in YouTube as soon as we signed him and um had a look at his performances and yeah you could see he's a talented player he can play in the i thought he'd play in the number six role but he's obviously playing well for cardiff they're playing almost two central holders
2: two, num- two number eights maybe yeah up and down. yeah well yeah.
0: they're not really up and down they sit they let the wide men do all the the up and down really yeah. and truly and then tomlin or whoever in behind so um they're sitting with the two central midfielders but you know, he, he's got bags of energy and bags of ability, you know, so no surprises for me that, you know, but that that's good, that's healthy for, you know, Gunnison, you know, that's, you're not, he's probably one of Neil Warnock's first names on the team sheet, but it doesn't mean to say you can't be removed. So what happens is everyone has to play at eight, nine every week. Do you yep. know what I mean? You can't afford to drop your standards, especially when you're sat. Top of the league, and you know, people, fans, you know, likes of us are expecting you to go out and perform now. You know, that's 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 and that's a compliment, that's where you want to get to.
2: It puts me in mind of that. You mentioned Real Madrid before, but when they really struggled, they had Cruz and Modric as two, you know, very attacking central midfielders, but they needed that Casemiro in there as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe Loic de does does that job, you know, the extra body in there Mm. to help. You know, Raouls and Gunnarsson
0: well he also gives you know, Neil Warnock options doesn't it? if you want to play a three central midfielder if you want to play a two with a one holding if you want to play uh, a box to box because I would say Lowick is more box to box than either Gunnarsson or Rawls, Yeah. if you want to play that box to box player
2: he's probably been the furthest forward of the three probably, absolutely. quite often absolutely
0: yeah. so you know he gives you if you had two systems of play before he gives you another two you can you can choose from quite simply. You could even possibly play him as a number 10 in that um, Tomlin role. I'd be interested to see him in that role.
1: Which is oh, sorry. More on the more. They just I was fortunate to speak to a French journalist who covered the more when he was in Leedsdale last year. Um, and box to box is exactly how he described him. He said, you know, he's he's not going to just sit, but he can do that as well. So, you know, we've seen already he's not afraid of a challenge, which is which is great to see, but he can bring, hopefully, bring a bit more guile to them as well. Obviously, with the likes of Tomlin, you don't want like to overly rely on him. But if you well, can get forward yeah, as well, it's a it's a big bonus. It's isn't been it? clear Warnock is yeah. maybe not maybe not trusted.
2: Tomlin is the right word to say in
1: in those big games.
2: Mm. You know, Villa Wolves, he played the extra man in midfield. Tomlin mm. sat on the bench. Mm. Is that is that fair well, enough? Well,
0: yeah. If you get the results, you can't you can't argue. Uh, what I'd say about Tomlin is, I love watching him play. He's so crafty. He got so much guile and skill but um, the game's about goals Dom. Yeah, it's as simple as that no matter how you're going to be looked at judged whatever if you're a forward player and he's not a number 9 but he can play up as a 2 or in behind as, as the number 10 which he, he, he seems to prefer he's in his favoured position
2: but it's the end result that matters
0: it's the end result you either got to be producing assists a lot of assists so, people overlook the fact you're not scoring goals. Or pre- preferably, you you know, you know get 10, 15 assists in a season and 10, 15 goals. That's, that's how I'd like to see it.
2: While we're on the uh, the subject of, of the midfield chaps, let's just move on to a very different game on Tuesday night. But now, being 1 2, it was in the Carabao Cup, um, Stuart O'Keefe and Greg Halford played in midfield. Ian, as you saw, and the effect was. It
1: was like chalk and cheese with the with the Wolves game, wasn't it? It was. I mean, you expect it to be difficult when there's so many changes. Up ten changes, I believe it was. On yeah, the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, 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 it is difficult. We saw at times Danny Ward. He was isolated up front, and you know when Mendes Lang and them came on, things did change slightly. And Pilkington getting the goal late on, but it was difficult for them because you know they're not getting regular game time and you know slightly disjointed at times. Like you say, O'Keefe had some good little moments, but control perhaps let him down on a couple of occasions. Um, so it's you know it, it is difficult for them. We've got to bear that in mind. Neil Warnock needs to make those changes to make sure he's fresh for these games. You know, with QPR on Saturday as well. He's a you can understand why he's done it, and you know at, at the end of the day he won't be overly fussed about crashing out. It means he can focus on the league now. So it's, as, as disappointing as it is for the fans who've gone and watched, they want to see them get a result. It's uh, you know the changes are expected. Neil Warnock isn't going to hide that fact, and you just almost got to grin and bear it. But it's it's, it's worth it for the league form at the moment.
0: Not overly fussed. I I am, yeah, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I I thought it was really disappointing, Dom. We say Cardiff made 10 changes, but I'm looking at, from the first game, I think Burton Burton made 10 changes. The only player that survived was Irvine from the first game. So, you know, it's uh, very... it, It wasn't... Listen, it's not the fact you're out of the cup, you know, I that I awesome am, momentum, I am, I am bothered about that but it's that's it's the it's the way you go out yeah right and if you ask me I don't think last night any player could say to the manager oh I think I deserve to be in the starting 11 on Saturday or even in the 16 mm. you know I just thought it was a really really poor performance and uh you know, why would it be players, that no one did
2: that no one did put their hands
0: up well you look you look. I'm, I'm looking through the only player well one or two players come out with a bit of credit um, I thought it was great the young Cameron Cox made his debut and he yeah. came out with a, a lot of credit if you like he's probably the only one who could really stand up and say the boy done well on his debut especially in a team that is playing very very lethargic
1: you know yeah, they, they were. were they
0: were they were waiting for it to happen I thought Ward was um, disappointing. I thought Jazz Richards, you know, one to the last five, ten minutes that um, he started to get forward, Jazz. He he was like, yeah, that's that's where he's supposed to be. Cox was getting forward on the other side and, you know, they were trying to press the game, which was what they should have done right from the off. But uh, Omar Bogle, I thought he was so, so... Kennedy really disappointed in him. Start, really? Started. I thought Kennedy was okay, but well, started in the first five minutes, then disappeared.
2: End product lacks sometimes. Yeah. Well, it? does,
0: but you know he's very tricky. He, he's you know you think oh yeah he's going to give you a lot in the first five ten minutes, after that, disappeared from the game. Didn't see him. Um, Connolly, I thought him and Manga, they just got bullied. If I'm totally honest, I thought Connolly Big was Aikins, cool, yeah. Big Aikins was he was there to play a game. They were there to just get through a game, basically. So there was a lot of lot of um, Stuart O'Keefe for someone oh. of that stature, Premier League, you know, you're trying to impress Stuart's gotta be thinking to himself if if he if he wants away, that's, that's up to the player, but if he doesn't want away, last night was the ideal opportunity to drag the team and, and almost captain the team then into a, a decent performance. Listen, you know, I've played in those cup cup games myself. You do go into the game just to get thinking. I want to win it, but I want to win it as easily as possible because I don't want to overexert myself or catch a knock or pull a string, an hamstring or something for Saturday's game. Because but those players aren't playing in Saturday's game; they want to play in Saturday's game. So you may as well go put all out, everything in in the pot leave nothing out there and just say right this is our opportunity lads it's how you approach the game in a dressing room and what have you how they started but for me I was watching Neil Warlock's body language like, and his head went from pink to strawberry red <laughs> to fire in 45 minutes and he, he was doing the old marching back and forth uh, the seats because he he didn't want to sit down or stand up fold his arms put his arms straight he, he and with the empty see, stadium you could hear him He, 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 just, he, he was commands just, yeah commands. He was, and I was like yeah I, I understand that <laughs> totally
2: well maybe to finish this section we should maybe talk about what Warlock said after that game which maybe gave, gives us an indication of how he the sees broadcaster.
0: He broadcast that sorry broadcast that what he said after the game well not what he said to the
2: players <laughs> <laughs> what he said to the media which was um He's, he's in the market for a central midfielder basically on loan.
0: I think he wants a creative midfielder. A more, a
2: more play, playmaking type.
0: I, I, I do, because I think if you look at Rowles, I mean, we've just spoken about Ralph and and Gunnison. They can both play. Gunnison, I think, is very underrated, right? Yeah. Because he's, you know, he showed in the, in the Euros what he's really about, what he's got in his locker, and he's got plenty in it. Right? He doesn't show it off enough because. He is kinda of like the bully boy of the midfield, he's the one who sent out to win the battle in there, right? Hence why I say I think and it's, it's nothing against Rouse, I think Raoul's is a, a good player, right? I think he's he does a good job. But I'm always say I always say, Can you get better? Can yeah. you improve? It's not you know, and if you bring in a, be- a a player who you expect to play in that position, it doesn't mean say automatically Rouse goes out. It might be Gunnison who leaves they might change the system all yep. the players coming in might not work out we've seen plenty of that over the last three or four years at Cardiff so it's just competition it's just trying to elevate your team to a higher grade and that as a manager that's, that's your job and your, as a player your job is to battle for your position
2: well with a uh, little more than a week to go the transfer window we shall find out what Warnock does to his squad um, coming up in part two we're going to have our debate and we're going to answer the question has everyone underestimated Cardiff City?
1: You're listening to Blakey's Bootroom from Wales Online.
2: Right, lads. The pundits wrote them off at the start of the season. Mid-table predictions from all. Uh, we'll start with you on this one, Ian. Um,
1: has everyone got it wrong? Has everyone massively misjudged the capabilities of this team? Well, while we're talking about predictions, I'll put it on record that I had them to finish in the playoffs. So uh, um, I, I just, I just, <laughs> felt, I just felt that there was something you could see. I keep banging on about it, but it's the Neil Warnock effect. You know, there, there seems to be some r- the real buzz here. When I, you know, when I first came, it was uh, you know the back end of the Trollope era, and things were you know obviously difficult on the pitch. But there's just a real an inescapable buzz at the moment. The fans, you know, they're going to the game confident, they're feeling happy. You know, like you say, it was slightly different with Burton in the Cup. But, um, you know, a lot of people just did not see them as a, a Leeds or a Derby, a sort of there or thereabouts team. Whereas, you know, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, I think they were most most pundits and journalists favourites to go up, whether it was automatic or in the top six. So, it was almost like Cardiff with this forgotten team, and I think a lot of bookies had them as around the 14th and 15th spot. Mm. Yeah, um,
0: and you it know, seems he...
2: strange that, uh, considering Warnock's knowledge of the league, his, his record of promotions, though.
0: Ah, have you noticed they've all come on board since, though? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, well, it's, it's cold jumping on the board. <laughs> <margins lately. laughs> they've all they've all jumped on and talking about Neil Warnock and <clears throat> his record and what he's done and blah blah blah. Mendes Lang suddenly the signing yeah, of the yeah, summer, well, isn't he? Well, I'm like, well. You know, maybe you should give the man the credit he duly deserves.
2: Give Prior, him his reputation the credit it yeah. deserves. Yeah. And, you know,
0: the fact that he's Neil Warnock. Listen, we're not blowing smoke. We're just simply stating fact. You know, the man's been in the game 50 years. He's won several promotions. He knows the league's inside out. I'm not having this tactically. He's unaware. That's impossible, Right. It's impossible. You can't get through a manager career that you? can't, you. You, you can't that just long, be lucky seven times, no. you know? You can't. So all this talk, but they've all jumped on the bandwagon now, what a great, and what he's done, and now underrated he is, and blah, 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 blah. blah. It's as simple as that. At the end of the day, I had Cardiff. I looked at the squad and I thought, top 10, top 8, for sure, for me. And if you're in there, if you're in the top 10 mix, to me, that's playoff opportunity
2: it comes down to right.
0: taking your chances it's going it to come down to the last four or five games yeah right it yeah. always does Dom we we had the opportunity almost last year we could have snuck into that playoff position had we run say three or four wins back to back yeah we would have snuck in there so you know the possibilities I think of us getting I'm not listen I know the league inside out I've played it many a times I'm not going to sit here and say oh cad, if we're going to get promotion there will come times where Cardiff are going to dip, right? They're going to go off the boil. Players aren't going to be on song. Uh, Injuries are going to play a part. Sending offs are going to play a part. The difference is you haven't got a young manager controlling things. You've got an experienced, know-it-all manager. So what happens is rather than you hitting the ground with a big, massive bang, it's a softened blow. Yeah, so you'll get through those periods of down quicker and better than you would if, say, you had a Paul Trollope in charge, because he's got the experience of knowing what to do, the capability to get his side back going again, get the wheels turning, and get everyone going. So you're not going to have a period of, say, 12 or 15 games of a lull. It's not going to happen.
2: I think we mentioned it last week as well, Warnock takes it all with a pinch of salt. He's been there so many times, and like you said, he doesn't particularly care if it all falls down and, and he gets the what well, he does. Not well, he, of course he, not does, does, he does.
0: But what you have to realise, you how you are transfers to your players, even on TV. Well, yeah. I've sat at home in my career and watched a manager say something on TV and that's given me the right dump. And yeah. I've stewed all Saturday after match of the day, Sunday, and gone in on Monday and first thing I'm going to do is talk to the manager about something he said about it might not necessarily be, be about me. But all of a sudden, he may have distanced himself and started saying, I and they, rather than we. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's It's a collective. There's so many things that can go wrong that people don't see that are behind the scenes. But I say, with that man in charge, there's less chance of that happening. Or it will happen, but it won't happen. You know, it won't be... Uh, 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 an eight on a Richter scale. It'll be like a one and a half. You'll just you'll cushion and then you'll move forward.
2: Well, Nigel Clough, the Burton Albion manager, Ian said, "It's no coincidence to see two of the Championship's most experienced managers, Neil Warnock and Mick McCarthy, sit top of the tree after four games."
1: Yeah, I mean we won't we won't mention exactly what Mick McCarthy just said. I am <laughs> not tell sure it was a fully broadcastable. But you know he's got a point. You know Nigel Clough's got a lot of experience himself now as well, and you know. Um, He's another who's done well in this this division. He is, yeah. I mean, he was he was written off himself last year and and kept burning up, and I think he's been written off already this year. So um, he knows what it's like to be the underdog or the perceived underdog. Should I say a bit like Warnock? So I don't think he's bothered about things like that. But coming back to your your question about Cardiff, you know, he's seen them on the opening day snatch a win at the at the death, and it's that kind of resilience. He'll just think, oh, you know, that's that kind of thing turning those one points into three or turning a, a loss into a draw. He can see that Cardiff have got that with Neil Warnock, and he, he must just get a bit more himself. I mean, you know, it's it, it must be pleasing for Cardiff to know that this year round they can, like I say, just turn those one pointers into threes at the death. You know, because they've got that resilience
0: and that motivation, that strength, and pace, and yeah, power. And absolutely, it and was that resilience at Wolves as
2: well. They, when they conceded the equaliser at Wolves, you thought, oh, that was easy on. for them to fold. Oh, massively, but that's massively. that's
0: the test of character. That's where. I always say, I'm saying, say attitude follows leadership. All right, and if your leader is the kind who of will bow, all right, then your team will bow. Trust me, they will, because it's not instilled in them. You know, you you do not bend, you do not break, you go and you go and you go and you go until you got nothing left. And that's basically attitude follows leadership. That's the kind of manager. You've got in Neil Warnock, and like I said earlier, I'm not trying to big him up, but he doesn't need big enough. The, 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 the facts speak for themselves. I don't
2: think I don't think we're being biased in any way. To, no, to, no, but to I, I
0: don't up. want us to get carried away on the promotion thing either and playoff thing because you know there are a lot of good teams who are yet to kick into gear for me. And yeah,
2: absolutely, you know
0: you can be you could come November December and be 14th. And by March, you're third. You know it can happen. So it, it it's a long, long. The championship is a long, long season. But you know, I just say, like Ian says, the 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 one-off effect is is huge. What he's done is galvanised the fans, galvanised the hierarchy, and the team, all the spearheading in one direction. You got a chance
1: coming back onto that point of resilience as well you know we did see it a lot last year as well even with a, you know, a weaker squad or, or less numbers available you know i think it was five times that Cardiff came from behind last year to mm. win that was the most in the championship you know derby i think they went 2-0 down point, huh? and won in 92nd minute it was a mm. Joe Ralls penalty so you know Bristol City at their place went but they went behind twice i think mm. and
0: then 1-3-2 so it's, yeah. it's been there one, and the one of the is things, nothing new is it one of the facts you've been Label of Warnock team is they go for ninety minutes mm. or 94,
2: 95 They even. go to yeah. the end.
0: Yeah. They they do not. The you won't get a one nil, two nil on them, and then they bow their heads and oh well, never mind. We've lost this game. They they'll think like you know, there's a belief. Just get the next goal, even for three nil down. Get the next goal, and then get the second. All of a sudden, tide yeah. changes, but. Wolves, that was probably their best win for me because the sound was unbelievable. I know what, you know, playing in here yep. at the Millennium, their fans, probably the friends of mine said it's the loudest they've heard it. And they've been there for Welsh games. So
2: And they were giving Warnock a little bit of stick as well. Yeah, which, uh, once
0: they scored, I thought, right, this is the test now. What happens? But I did honestly believe Cardiff would still win the game.
2: Yeah, it was incredible because they would have definitely lost that game, I think, under our old friend Paul Trollope. Mm. It, it was just, you know, they went, like you say, Blakey, they went with a win. But this time, they went against it. And yeah. Again, can we can we talk briefly about that man, Mendes Lang? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> he, the man with the Midas touch at the moment against his former club. Mm. And it was another one of those situations where he was presented with the chance, 15, 20 yards from goal, whatever it was. And he was, he was never going to miss. John, I'm going
0: to say this about Mendes. Go on. You know, people are probably looking at him and probably thinking, ah, uh, summertime, hard grounds. Yeah, it's all right now. Let's see what happens. But come the winter time, yeah, he's well-adversed in being in the lower leagues, playing on rubbish pitches for a long time. And
2: he's a big physical unit. He's a
0: big mm. physical strength. He will get... I'm telling you now, he will get stronger between October and February. It's when the other defenders, or when the defenders on the wetter pitches, the soggy pitches, they do lose a bit. And people think, ah, yeah, he'll, I bet you he'll become, because he actually churns the ground when he's running. He is like an expression figure of speech. He seems like he's almost going too fast. Yeah, what happens in those winter pitches? Well, pitch is a lot better now but still winter is a harder it's a harder call but I'm just he, noting
2: that down Blakey sorry that, uh, he, he's going to he, get better around be when sorry yeah. <laughs> keeping it down to a specific week yeah but I think
0: if do um, you know if I were Neil Warnock uh, and I know he listens and uh, and I I hope he, he he would do something like this I challenge Mendes to be the player of the championship
2: I mean he is at the moment in after four games exactly because
0: <laughs> I think he and not alone but he can be one of the major reasons why Cardiff get automatic playoffs you know he, he can he, he is that good at, he is that good at the moment he's the difference maker and every team got him we've got to have him simple as that I would challenge him not to be player of the month but player of the championship because I think he could
2: it was evident when he picked the ball up when he came on against Burton on Tuesday night and the crowd lifted Stands a little up. bit didn't they They were on the edge of their seats yeah. I was certain in. players like that and you couldn't believe at the start of the season that Mendes Lang would prove to be that man but he is
1: yeah well I was in the canton and, and you know the, they were sat f- for most of the game there was nothing to inspire them and get them on their feet really um, and he came on and instantly you know, there was a corner you had to stand up to see where he was and you know, it, was, it was just great to get that injection of power the raw pace as well and we've talked about his physical strength he's unbelievable isn't he sir um, everything you know, about
2: a walnut team right there really power strength you know.
1: yeah and the fact he's delivering the goods obviously massive massive bonus but if you look at the, the eight signings that they've made you would have probably put... You'd have said Lee Tomlin would have been that man. you think, oh, you know, he's the man that might help us get more goals. And
0: I think there's time for Tomlin, though. I think, you know, his, yeah, his absolutely. time will come.
1: It's still early days. I
0: think, I think like, looking at the stats of, of Mendes, he wasn't a goal scorer, mm.
2: Not at all, no. you at his
0: very stats modest and think, you know, but I hadn't seen him play. But watching him play, plus the goals, like I just said earlier, it's all about goals, Tom. If you can add goals to your game... Imagine Mendes Lang was doing what he's doing and missed the target four or five times. Everybody's saying, yeah, he's decent, but can't finish, can't hit a band. It's that, it's that end product, that putting the ball in net which counts for everything for me. And he's, at the moment, he's delivering all, on all counts. So I throw down the ball to him. I, t- I challenge him and say, you're not going to play like that every week. But if you play like that for... 35 games a season we win
2: well if you're listening Nathaniel can you be player of the year this year my um. a, uh, <laughs> choose
0: to fill a kid but the best.
2: only okay. time will tell <laughs>
1: <laughs> subscribe to the boot room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk
2: I'd like to go into our Ask Blakey section now for part three, lads, and um, questions coming in from social media. Um, mm. One from Rez Davis on Twitter, uh, who asks, is Ben Watson the answer? Obviously with not looking for a central midfielder. Do, do we need that kind of experience in there?
0: Um, it could be. It could be. Uh, personally, I wouldn't really go for someone like Ben. I'd like to go for someone like Diame at Newcastle. Okay. Yeah. Someone who's got a bit more end product, I think. I think he's. A, I think he's a highly quality player. A bit more showed dynamism, that, maybe. Yeah, I showed that last season. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of money he'd be on. I'm not sure if that would be a problem. Um, Do Cardiff
2: need to replace the experience of someone like Peter Whittingham in that midfield? Obviously, well, they've gone with, it, differently this year with Demore and, and people. Yeah, like that. I don't
0: think it hurts. But I think if you add someone like yeah, someone like a to that mix. He's different to what you've already got. He's different to uh, more He's different to um, Raúl for sure, and uh, Gunnison also. Like so you said, in
2: the variety, he give you, yeah. and
0: he, he's a ball player. He can play. He can play as a box to boxer. He can play as a number ten. He can play as an advanced midfielder. He can sit. I've seen him at Birmingham. He sat as the number six and held. I then seen him at.
2: Good at Hull, I think. When they when they came up,
0: Wolves, I think, and he, he played more advanced. So I have seen him a couple of times last year, and um, Do you think? He, he's a real. He was. I noticed because he didn't. He hasn't been featuring or as a start in eleven for Newcastle. So he's someone I've always liked.
2: And we keen on alone, isn't he? Do you think that Cardiff may be leaving themselves with, with too many options? There are too many players in squad. No, you
0: can't have too many in the championship. Can't have too mate. many. No, and you you've not got like. Um, You take, I've always liked Connolly for instance, but last night, there's no way that anyone could say to me now, Connolly in front of Morrison, I would say no, 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 Morrison and Bamba, or Manga and Bamba and Morrison, I'd go with that trio and then Connolly would be my backup, so. uh, I guess
2: you need backups in every position. Yeah,
0: absolutely you do, yeah.
2: Obviously, we're expecting departures. Good before.
0: backups, though. Experience, well, of course, yeah. Bit of experience, or you know, hungry if, backups who, who are
1: yeah. going to push the first team as. Yeah. Just one from me, Blakey. Um, you know, we've still there's still a few players on the sidelines as well. You know, the likes of Reese Healy's been out for a while. He was, you know, just making strides in the first team, and he got that horrible injury against mm. Rotherham in February. Um, Callum Patterson, the new signing. Lee mm. Camp, another new signing how many of those obviously we've still got Kadeem Harris as well how many of those players do you think they're going to be
0: able to force their way into the team and over the course of the season I would say he might get two maybe three maybe not as um, week in week out but in and around the squad you'll get sending offs so you'll get injuries and stuff like that throughout the season it, listen you might you might be fortunate and might avoid all that but I would say, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if one or two, two or three are, are involved in definitely in the in the, in the 18 before the step before the end of the season or before Christmas or by Christmas at least. So. Um, Neil, it's, Neil, it's, sorry. It's nice to know that you've got that squad to pick from, though. Yeah. And it's nice to know that the reason why Cardiff are playing so well is because. Mm. Underneath, there's a competition that we don't see every day in training. Trust me, and you know, if I'm a striker uh, and and Neil Warnock brings in Ian Mitchell for five million <laughs> quid, you know, I know oh, bargain. <laughs> I know my I got I got my work cut out. I need to I need to prove to Neil that you know, regardless if you pay five or fifty, I'm the man so it, it, it makes me perform at a higher level and that, that's all that's happened and you know football's not rocket science it is pretty straightforward if you understand it and all Neil's done is, is, is it's not a blueprint it's just, it's just the norm really
2: um, um, Mendes Lang's
0: proven that the money,
2: outrageous money that's been flying around in this window is perhaps uh, misspent in some cases well if he
0: becomes player of the season there'll be outrageous money flying around for him yeah, well, exactly. So was that?
1: Yeah, we've seen it with Zahor already, haven't we? You know, this time still they're
0: trying to nick Zahor.
1: Well, can we can we touch on that
2: maybe? We, you know, Brighton and, and Hull have been circling. I mean, I don't get the Hull <clears throat> at a all. Step sideways, isn't it? That
0: well, no, I would go further. Step backwards. Uh, I, I I I would, I would say yeah, of course it's a step backwards. It's not a step sideways. It's a, you might say it's a step sideways in club, the, statue of the tradition, yeah. stature, tradition, stature. Fair enough. Yeah, but you're not living there. You're not happy there. You're not settled there. And your family's not there, so you don't know whether the, the all, not there either. Right. So you don't know whether all that's going to work out. So it's a, it's still a chance. So you go there, and your missus says, "I hate it here. <laughs> I want to. I want to go back to Cardiff. I want to go back to a city. I want to go to. I mean, Hull's a massive city. Yeah. You know, and I know it well. But you know, I would say it, it's it's. It's a risk not worth taking then to stay in the championship. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I don't know how Hull. I, well, I know what Hull are trying to do is unsettle the player, but the player's not going to become excited about a move to Hull. You now, let's be fair. If it was a move to now no, no Brighton on the city Hull. Then. Well, no, it's no. I love Hull. You know, my uncle's a legend. name the, the road in and out is named after my uncle Clive. You know, it's, it's it's nothing to do with that. It's more the person, the player. Yeah. You know, I, and I understand what Hull are doing because they're trying to get a top striker for little money in today's market. But if you're a player, why would you take that risk? You know, even Brighton—I mean, not starting at the best—I'd be looking at that now and.
2: Well, that's a risk in itself because Brighton could drop from the Premier League this year. Cardiff could go up, and then where you know where a- have you left a- yourself. Absolutely, yeah.
0: I mean, Brighton is a is is a. Uh, kind of seaside place and bloody bloody blah, 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 and everyone says oh it's a nice place to live and what have you. Hull's oh, a nice place to live, a beautiful past, beautiful cathedral, city of culture. But I, you know, if if I'm, you know, I have moved myself, and from experience, if I had my time again, there's times where I would have just said nah, I'm just gonna sit proves oh, to play
2: often prove to rather be right than call, it? being
0: you know, a bit stubborn and you know, the only move I didn't ask for well, was Cardiff wow. and Bolton they had to happen for a reason but others it was just like fell out with managers and what have you
2: yeah. well, we'll have to see what happens to, to good old Kenneth let's hope he's um, a, know, if, if if it's a if player the it's, end of
0: the month I would say the kind of club at the moment in the Premier League that would tempt if you're not in the top six, is a Stoke City,
2: right,
0: or a, a West Brom, they're not going to go down. So you're going to have at least two seasons in the Premier League. Just mean, or you know, Watford.
2: Well Warnock said it has to be a top ten Premier League club. Well, it so. has to be yeah. effectively.
0: Otherwise, it's just you know, we're heading in that direction. Well, that's what we're trying to be. So you you want to go up and, and, and challenge yourself, I suppose.
2: Hopefully we'll be sat here on the first of September. Ken Zorro will be. I be a here. Player. Yeah, it's
0: going to take big dollars to get. You know that's what Cardiff should realise now. If the higher rag, you understand, they should listen to Neil. But you know if someone doesn't put twenty five mil on the table, just
1: ignore it. And you, you look at what Neil Warnock said. You know he came in in October, and Azora hadn't scored in the first team until two months after that. Was it December Boxing Day against mm. Brentford? Link? Um, and if you'd have said to Cardiff City fans a year ago that he'd have been subject to bids for you know anything between 10 and 20 million, I think they'd have laughed their heads off. Um, and that's testament to how he's improved under Warnock. And Warnock said he still needs another season under his guidance, so to speak. So you know, I think Zaha knows himself that he's going to benefit by staying at Cardiff. Warnock knows he can get the best out of him as well, and obviously he's going to spearhead this this promotion bid. So. Mm. I'm like also
2: concerned what Paul Abandonato will talk about on these podcasts if Zaha goes elsewhere as well. So that's what that's another thing to keep an eye out for.
0: Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live.
2: Right into the final part of the podcast. Then part four is predictions. We won't dwell on Nathan Blake's successful. Prediction last week too too much, but that's <coughs> gone down in the book as one nil to Blakey. Um, QPR at home this weekend, um, and a game maybe maybe only the second game of the season that I think Cardiff will really be expected to win after the Sheffield United game at home. Mm. Is that a different challenge? they have not Absolutely.
0: got the underdog tag now. you now you're the favourites. Obviously, you're at home they had a decent outfit they've had a couple of decent results they've had a couple of bad results but they're a decent outfit so they're the kind of team that can trip you up so as my advice was to well it wasn't to Wolves but I thought Wolves would underestimate My warning same to Cardiff don't underestimate your opposition here now go out and put them to the sword early doors you know crush them you know take any life away any feeling that they can win this game Get it, get rid of it in the first 30 30-40 minutes, and you should have a, 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 a quite an easy, as far as easy games go, an easy second half. And um,
2: have the crowd got a role to play here in, in billing this one up? Because it it could have the feeling of another flat one, couldn't what it?
0: What the what 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 the crowd have got to do for me is is generate atmosphere. Regardless, it doesn't matter if it's Rotherham in the cup, Carlisle in a cup, or you know. QPR in the league, generate an atmosphere. Yeah. We're not at the stage where fans can come and sit and say, Entertain me. You know, yeah. That's that's like a man united sort of thing. Entertain me and then I'll get going. Yeah? It's a, like a, a snobbery. We haven't got mm-hmm. that here. There's no snobbery. You know I mean? I we see. haven't won European titles or what have you. So not yet. Not yet. So we're in a position where I'd say fans, just regardless, just once you get in the ground, just create atmosphere. Yeah, just create excitement because you hear how it was if anyone went last Saturday to Wolves or were listening on the radio you know the atmosphere coming over the uh, the system was unbelievable incredible. incredible incredible so you know Cardiff have got that capability and then some I mean that's why I, I call for trying to get 32,000 in, in that stadium because it could be the difference mm. it, it really can they can be the difference so
2: we're some way off that at the minute, aren't we? You know, like you say, it's well, still I'd like to see it hand.
0: creep up to 26, 27, 28. Yeah. Maybe have an average of 25. Uh, and then, you know, two or three big games this season, they'll come along sooner or later um, in the middle of the season. See if you can get 32,000 in there and see what kind of atmosphere the Cardiff fans generate in the full stadium. And then, you know, you go Premier League, that that's that's a, that's a given almost.
2: I'm gonna go to Ian, but I want a prediction by the time I come back to to you. Um, Ian's straightforward um, prediction from you and 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 how Cardiff will adapt to being favourites against QPR.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting point on Blakey there. You know how he gave a warning to Wolves last week, and whereas this time the onus is on Cardiff. You know, be careful; they can't take anything for granted. Um, And QPR were they had some difficult times last season under Ian Holloway, and in the end only just survived. So I think they were only two points off the relegation zones at the end of the season. Yeah, Yeah. They'll, they'll be pleased with their start, but again, you know, they'll be the same. They won't underestimate Cardiff either, uh, and neither will Ian Holloway. He's a very experienced manager, in particular at this level, just like Neil Warnock as well. So, Cardiff are favourites. There's no doubt about that. And I, th- I think they might be favourites even if they had not won four on the bounce. You know, even with a decent start, they'd have been favourites for this type of game. Um, but I can only see one winner. I think they'll carry on, go through into the international break with with five from five in the league, and I, I think they can do it with a, a clean sheet as well. Maybe two nil.
2: No fencing for me in podcast debut. It's what we like to see.
0: I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go four-one.
2: Goals, goals, goals. We're in for a treat on Saturday, Dom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'll finish with a circumspect one-nil prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: guess I called you split. Down. <laughs> Let's grind it out. You know <laughs> she is Dom.
2: Well, sometimes you've got to grind it out, and I think I think this weekend might be the one. Um, thanks for both of your contributions today. Um, don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just search Blakey's Bootroom uh, and leave us a review there as well. That would be great. And you can also listen on Boom and, of course, on Wales Online. We'll be back uh, same time next week. Thanks very much for listening and see you soon.